This is News To Go, your daily news podcast featuring news from various news outlets, heard via our Anchor podcast app and playing on iRadio daily until mid-afternoon. Now the news. News Nation This Hour, I'm James Sears. The lights are slowly coming back on in Louisiana after a tornado tore through New Orleans. It killed at least one person and prompted a search for others who may be trapped. Residents recall the horrifying moments. It felt like a freight train, big noise, and roof started shaking, and objects started flying all over the place. As I was trying to lock the door, you know, I see all this debris and a tornado right in front of my face. I've never seen that before in my entire life. Like, I'm shaking right now because... This is my first time seeing the damage. I haven't even seen my house yet. The twister damaged several homes last night, even lifting some right off their foundation. President Biden is leaving for Belgium today. He'll join NATO leaders for a summit tomorrow where he's expected to reveal sanctions against Russia. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has also been invited to address the group through video about the Russian invasion. He addresses Japanese lawmakers today asking for help. Ukrainian leaders have accused Russia of seizing 15 rescue workers and drivers and their vehicles from a humanitarian convoy trying to get desperately needed aid to the southern port city of Mariupol. That's despite earlier agreeing to the aid route. The Red Cross confirmed the supplies didn't make it. Ukraine estimates that 100,000 civilians remain in that city, which has been devastated by weeks of Russian bombardment. U.S. Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson is gearing up for a second day of questioning. She was grilled for about 12 hours yesterday during her Senate confirmation hearings and responded to Republican criticism that she has a pattern of being soft on crime, specifically against child porn offenders. As a mother and a judge who has had to deal with these cases, I was thinking that nothing could be further from the truth. She says there are extreme disparities in federal sentencing guidelines for sex offenders and said it's up to Congress to change those guidelines. Tomorrow, senators will question outside witnesses. The Oklahoma House sent the Senate an abortion bill that, if passed, would become the country's most restrictive ban in the nation. It forbids all abortions unless it'll save the pregnant person's life. And there's a new push to send out gas price stimulus checks to ease the pain at the pump. The lawmakers behind it say the war in Ukraine is putting a strain on the economy. They want to give people $100 a month for the rest of the year if gas prices stay above $4 a gallon. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the NewsNationNow app. I'm James Sears. This is Olivia with a severe weather forecast from the National Weather Service for your Wednesday morning. I will update you on this. Half of St. Joseph and most of Elkhart Plus counties south and east are in a slight risk this afternoon and early evening for severe thunderstorms. Here is early synopsis from the National Weather Service. Short term, today and tonight, issued a 353 a.m. EDT when March 23, 2022 mild air will spread back into the area today ahead of an occluding system. The mild air along with increasing moisture combined with very strong winds aloft will bring a chance for severe storms. The SPC has expanded the slight risk for severe storms west and north into Michigan. The environment still appears to support somewhat of a more conditional event with cloud cover and intermittent rain limiting instability. However, some of the latest CAMs, convective allowing models, indicate very impressive bulk shear, mostly speed shear, 0 to 6 kilometers, in excess of 70 knots over northeast Indiana and northwest Ohio. Also favorable jet dynamics with upper-level diffluence will support storm growth and increase the severe storm risk. We'll continue to mention the possibility of damaging winds and large hail. The optimum window for severe storms appears to be from 2 p.m. EDT to 8 p.m. EDT. 
Otherwise, recent rainfall has caused rises on rivers and ample field flooding with some lowland flooding. Additional rainfall today into Thursday will likely exasperate this situation. It looks like a few to several more river will enter flood stage, although it appears few, if any will reach moderate flood stage now are forecast. Wednesday showers before noon, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between noon and 4 p.m., then showers likely, and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m. High near 63. Southeast wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New rainfall amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Wednesday night showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 3 a.m., then showers likely. Low around 41. Southwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms. Thursday showers likely, mainly after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 48. Southwest wind around 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch possible. Thursday night showers likely, mainly before 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 36. West wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 70%. Friday a slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., then a chance of showers after 3 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 52. Chance of precipitation is 30%. With us are in news, I'm Patrick Foss. Ukraine says Russian military forces have destroyed a new laboratory at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant that, among other things, works to improve management of radioactive waste. The state agency responsible for the Chernobyl exclusion zone says the lab was built in 2015 and contained highly active and radioactive samples. United Nations Security General Antonio Guterres says the conflict in Ukraine cannot be won on the battlefield. This war is unwinnable. Sooner or later it will have to move from the battlefield to the peace table. And that is inevitable. The only question is how many more lives must be lost. He warned that Europe's security is at risk if Russia advances and that grain deliveries to the developing world are jeopardized because Ukraine's farmers can't plant crops. Also at EsraNews.com, facing Senator's questions for the first time, Supreme Court nominee Kataji Brown-Jackson defended her record as a federal judge. Senate Judiciary Committee member GOP Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina says President Biden pandered to the far left in nominating Jackson over another black female nominee. So many of these left-wing radical groups that would destroy the law as we know it declared war on Michelle Childs and supported you is problematic for me. Graham says Jackson has the full-throated support of the far left. A tornado tore through parts of New Orleans and its suburbs Tuesday night, ripping down power lines and scattering debris in parts of the city. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, meanwhile, tells KLTV Houston County was devastated by severe weather on Monday. Well, Houston County has uh, faced a horrific storm, a massive tornado that uh, ripped apart uh, substantial uh, regions of Houston County. Other tornadoes occurred in Oklahoma, killing one person and causing multiple injuries. This is SRN News. Twitter punishes a popular Christian website. The giant social media platform has placed restrictions on the Christian post because it issued a tweet referring to Dr. Rachel Levine as a man. 
Levine is the number two official at the Department of Health and Human Services and is a man who is living as a woman. The Babylon Bee, a satirical Christian website, has been banned by Twitter for identifying Levine as a man. USA Today recently named Levine as one of its Women of the Year. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Campus ministries across the U.S. are offering support and comfort to Ukrainian students. From Ivy League schools to public institutions, they're holding prayer vigils, organizing medical supply drives, and staging emotional performances of sacred music. Chaplains say religious and non-religious students alike, especially those who, with loved ones in the war zones, urgently need a sense of community to help them cope. This is SRA News. Pockets of employees of the Walt Disney Company staged demonstrations at various sites across the country over the company's response to criticizing a bill in Florida that bars instruction of so-called sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Only a small percentage of workers walked out. In a Facebook post, Disney wrote the company opposes any legislation that infringes on basic human rights and stands in solidarity with LGBTQ employees who make their voices heard. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says Disney is bending to cancel culture after deciding to temporarily suspend political contributions. I'm Ed Donahue. A San Diego appeals court judge who is the daughter of a Mexican immigrant has become the first Latino confirmed to the California Supreme Court. San Diego Appellate Justice Patricia Guerrero was approved by a 3-0 vote Tuesday by the state's Commission on Judicial Appointments. More details at SRNews.com. I'm Patrick Foss. Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. Senator, I have not reviewed any of those books, any of those ideas. They don't come up in my work as a judge, which I'm respectfully here to address. On her second day of confirmation hearings, Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson responded to Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz on whether she would be comfortable with books on critical race theory being taught to young children. Criticism of Judge Jackson's decisions on cases involving child sexual assault content continued. Missouri Representative Josh Hawley and other Republican lawmakers have called Judge Jackson too lenient in such cases. Illinois Senator Dick Durbin countered Congress's lack of action on federal legislation to protect children affects court rulings. We have created a situation because of our inattention and unwillingness to tackle an extremely controversial area in Congress and left it to the judges. And I think we have to accept some responsibility for that, Senator. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby announced Tuesday an independent panel will review suicides in the military. One problem that we have to get after is the stigma of seeking help for mental health problems, which is still a problem in the military. The Suicide Prevention and Response Independent Review Committee will focus on nine bases stateside and overseas, including three in Alaska, where the Army has seen an alarming jump in suicides in the past year. Ukrainian forces have fought off Russian efforts to occupy Mariupol and claim to have retaken a suburb of Kiev. State Department spokesperson Ned Price says Ukraine will continue to receive weapons and equipment assistance. It is then up to them uh, to use that equipment to good uh, effect against these invading Russian forces. The U.S. could find itself with too few COVID-19 tests 
months if Congress fails to authorize new funds and cases surge, White House officials warned. Rapidly falling demand for tests is leading some manufacturers to cut back, with shipments of molecular tests falling more than 50 percent in the last month. Meanwhile, coronavirus infections are rebounding in Europe, up more than 36 percent in the U.K. In the past week, two Republican governors, Spencer Cox of Utah and Eric Holcomb of Indiana, have vetoed bills this week that would have banned young transgender athletes from participating in girls' sports. The vetoes signal a sharply different approach to the issue than the 11 fellow Republican governors who have recently signed similar measures into law. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. From Feature Story News in New Delhi, I'm Ashan Garg. Rescuers searching for passengers aboard a China Eastern Airlines flight that crashed in Guangxi province say severe damage to the plane might make it difficult to determine the cause of the disaster. No survivors have been found. Patrick Falk reports from Beijing. At a briefing on the China Eastern Airlines disaster, China's Director of Aviation Safety, Zhu Tao, said authorities still don't have a clear assessment of what caused the crash. Severe damage to the plane meant investigations into the case faced a, quote, very high level of difficulty. Flight MU5735 was headed from the southern city of Kunming to Guangzhou when it plunged vertically to the ground. Officials say the 737-800 jet had met airworthiness standards for takeoff and crew members aboard were in good health. Meantime, aviation regulators have launched a probe into potential safety lapses aimed at ensuring the absolute safety of aviation operations and people's lives. Patrick Falk, Beijing. Hong Kong is abandoning a plan to carry out mass COVID-19 citywide testing. Health authorities say the operation is too complicated at a time when there are still tens of thousands of new cases being discovered every week. Richard Kimball reports from Hong Kong. Hong Kong's health authorities say the decision to scrap a compulsory mass testing drive will allow them time to centralise resources and focus on treating vulnerable patients. Last month, the chief executive Carrie Lam had touted the plan as an essential tool to stop the spread of the virus. But now with more than a million people confirmed as infected and university research suggesting the real number could be at least double that, she says it would be difficult and messy to carry the testing out. Most local health experts agree and say a mass test may create more problems since the city doesn't have enough isolation facilities to cater for all the potential positive cases. There is hope, though, that the city's outbreak is subsiding. Cases have dropped significantly in recent days and the government has outlined a plan to gradually reduce immigration controls and social distancing measures in the next few weeks. Richard Kimber in Hong Kong. The White House says President Biden will unveil fresh sanctions against Russia and tighten existing measures when he visits NATO and European leaders later this week. He'll also visit U.S. troops serving in Poland and meet Ukrainian refugees who have fled the conflict. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters at the White House that President Biden plans to use his trip to Europe to underscore international resolve against Russia's war. There will be hard days ahead in Ukraine, hardest for the Ukrainian troops on the front lines and the civilians under Russian bombardment. This war will not end easily. The president is traveling to Europe to ensure we stay united, to cement our collective resolve, to send a powerful message that we are prepared and committed to this for as long as it takes.
With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the Ukrainians who are ending up in Russia as a result of Vladimir Putin's war. The authorities in the besieged city of Mariupol claim that the Russians are forcing some evacuating civilians to travel to Russia and then giving them no opportunity to transit to a third country. Indeed, the Russians earlier in the conflict insisted they would only honour some humanitarian corridors provided Ukrainians agreed to move them themselves and their families to Russia. Andriy Zagorodnyuk is Ukraine's former defense minister, now an advisor to the country's vice prime minister, and he says the Russians are in essence kidnapping residents of Mariupol. The city is, not, is very close to Russia geographically. Lots of people have families and so on. So in order to show that Russians still have some human faith left, they're organizing a forced evacuation. So basically they're grabbing people on the streets getting them in the homes and saying, OK, we're going to break into Russia, you're going to live in Russia. They take their passports and so on, but they're portraying it on TV as if they're helping people to evacuate. But in reality, that's a forced evacuation, and uh, very few people who want to go to Russia. Last weekend, the Biden administration indicated it is concerned about the possibility of prison camps being created for Ukrainians on the other side of the Russian border. Certainly, their fate could loom large in any talks designed to bring the conflict to an end. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute -minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. Ishan Garg reporting. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. It's a troubling time in our world as Russia, led by Vladimir Putin, continues its brutal attack on helpless Ukrainian citizens. We're told that Ukraine's destiny will be determined by just how far Putin is willing to go. President Biden is heading to Europe. And we may be looking at him and the great assembly of world leaders thinking that their decisions will determine the fate of the free world. Well, Psalm 82 gives us a new angle as it reveals Almighty God is presiding in the great earthly assembly and he will render judgment based on how world leaders or God's little g use their power. Listen to Psalm 82. God presides in the great assembly he renders judgment among the gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. The gods know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals. You will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God. Judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. We're continuing to sample the Psalms, and today we're considering Psalm 82. And this is a timely Psalm, as it gives us a far different perspective than what we see on the news media. I have yet to see a report stating, Almighty God is present. 
in the assemblies of the world leaders. And yet he is. And we see that he is judging them right now based on how they administer justice, how they use their power. Are they using it to defend the weak and the fatherless? Are they upholding the cause of the poor and the oppressed? If you're anxious that Putin or other leaders are getting away with evil against the weak and needy, be assured that no leader will get away with their crimes. That's what Psalm 82 assures us of. And think about it. Where is Genghis Khan today? How about Napoleon? Where's Hitler? They all died like mere mortals, as Psalm 82 told us. And they'll face the Almighty Judge when he rises to claim all the nations as his inheritance. God was standing in the midst of their assemblies as they made their decisions, and they will stand in his on the last day. Now there's a word for us here who are not world leaders as well. Because see friend, we all have some measure of power and how we use our power matters eternally. Let me ask you, how does your life measure up when you hear God's call to defend the weak and the fatherless, to uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, to rescue the weak and needy? This command is not optional for the Christian. Our God cares about the needy, so as his people, we do too. More, we remember, we see what God has done to rescue us when we were poor and needy. God transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness and brought us in the kingdom of heaven through his son, Jesus Christ. We were saved when we were poor and needy and oppressed. So think about what a privilege we have in some small measure to serve, rescue, and defend others who are poor and weak and needy and kind. Christians recognize that the kingdom of heaven is soon to be featured worldwide. We're one day closer today, my friend, to the big reveal. So it is our mission today to make known the universal rule and reign of God in Christ to everyone everywhere. And it is our privilege to provide kingdom of heaven previews in our daily life. So why not buy a homeless person a meal if you have the money to spare? And if they ask you why, well, you can tell them that in heaven, there will be no hungry people. If you can advocate for someone who's weak, well, you can show the world a glimpse of heaven, that glorious future eternity where there will be no injustice. And of course, look around, there are so many fatherless. If you can become a foster parent, maybe adopt an orphan, or even just serve as a mentor, you're giving a watching world a preview of the future reality soon to make its worldwide premiere. Because one day there will be no more fatherless, because for all who believe, they will have a place in the home of our Heavenly Father, and no child of His will ever be abandoned again. Friends, let's use our power to show God's glories to the nations He's coming to inherit. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.